My heart goes out to those of you who hate getting on the phone with leads and potential clients or who simply don't even know how to get people on calls. Like really, I feel for you because I used to be you. My heart used to race at the simple idea of hopping on a call and I'd worry about it for days beforehand. But I'll let you in on a secret. Putting that much resistance around sales calls is only going to do one thing for your business. Make it harder to get on sales calls. Then you'll start freaking out about not knowing how to get the calls and so on. Maybe you're there right now. Let me tell you, there's absolutely nothing like what real, authentic human connection can do for your business. So if you've been telling yourself that you just don't know how to land more clients, or I don't do well on sales calls, or even I just don't know how to get people to want to get on a call, then it's about time we look at how we can shift those thoughts to start landing more discovery calls with more ease and consequently see more results. You'll walk away from this episode knowing the exact process I use to manifest more discovery calls and how to apply it to your business now, not months from now. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, my Simple Shifters. I hope your week is off to an amazing start. I am so excited to dive into this episode all about sales calls today. Now, if you're anything like my future you clients, the idea of hopping on the phone absolutely freaks you out right now. And I totally understand that. I absolutely used to dread hopping on the phone with leads. This was something that was true in my design business, and then it continued to hold true in my coaching business. It was as though once they were a client and they were all paid up and the contract was signed, I could relax. It wasn't anything that made me nervous anymore. I didn't feel this kind of intense need to prove myself or to worry about what I was going to say or say the right thing or wonder if they were actually going to convert or how the conversation was going to go or all of those kind of unknowns that come with sales calls. And if this is something that makes you nervous right now, you have probably had these thoughts before. But those sales calls before they were a client, oh my goodness, were they a doozy because I just put so much pressure on myself. I felt like every single call I had to get on needed to convert, needed to be the next client, needed to show them whatever it was that they were looking for. And I really took it to heart if sales calls did not convert. And I just remember that kind of intense pressure, that kind of pit in the bottom of my stomach, nervous feeling. I remember it just feeling so freaking hard. So if that's where you're at right now, I just want you to know that I have been there and it does get easier, but part of it getting easier is learning how to manifest more calls, how to simply get more of these, what to say when you're on the call and really 
learning that it's simply a conversation, right? I think that for a while I thought that it had to have this intense amount of pressure that came with it, right? It had to be the next thing that converted. If it didn't convert, I didn't do it right or I didn't do a good job. But what I've learned over time is that's just simply not true. So doing more of these calls was really a game changer for me in really understanding how they could flow, how it could simply be a conversation, an invitation to work together, and that sometimes people just simply weren't going to be the right fit, and that was okay. So today we're going to dive into sales calls, how to get more of them, how to actually speak to your services, your offerings, how to invite people to work together with you further, and how to actually turn those leads into paying clients. Because of course, if you're hopping on sales calls, you also want them to convert. So depending on where you're at in the process, this might feel like really stretchy for you. It might be a total step outside your comfort zone and that's totally fine. But I want you to know that it does get easier with practice. So We're going to talk about all of those aspects today and how to make these work for you. So in my previous episode, I talked a little bit about visibility and I knew that I wanted to see a major shift in my business. And I knew that if that was going to happen, I was going to have to master sales calls. And truly, if my visibility efforts were going to do anything, (laughs) then I was going to have to kind of fill that gap between visibility efforts and sales. And that is that kind of connection piece, which is the sales calls. So I knew I was going to have to get good at that piece. Now, throughout this episode, you'll hear me use these words interchangeably, which is sales calls, discovery calls, and clarity calls. I just want you to know that for the purpose of this episode, for the purpose of this conversation, those things are all the same. They're one and the same. So every time you hear me use one of those, don't be like, wait, what is that? Where did that come from? Why is she saying discovery call instead of clarity call, right? All the same thing for my purpose. I think what you call them really depends on the type of business that you have, right? So in my case, I work with creatives and entrepreneurs who are stressed and overwhelmed. They're typically just feeling like they don't know what to do in their business to really move the needle forward, to really make the kind of income and impact that they want. So for the purposes of my sales calls, I typically call them clarity calls because what we talk about together is really the one mindset piece that is going to move their business forward the most. Because you guys know that beneath the actions that you think you should, I'm using air quotes here, should be taking in your business is the mindset that you need to actually show up for those actions. So usually those calls are really bringing clarity around what that underlying mindset piece is that they're struggling with, because once they shift that, the actions are so much easier to take. So that's why I call my sales calls clarity calls. But you'll also hear me call them sales calls. And then I know a lot of other coaches out there or even designers and service-based providers call them um, discovery calls, which is great too. So in that context, it's just really uncovering, discovering what it would be like to work together so that you can get your clients the results that they're after. Just a little bit of clarity there because I didn't want you to go through this conversation wondering what the hell I'm talking about when I use those different words. So 
I also want to mention that I have even had coffee chats turn into paying clients. So really, truly do not underestimate the power of getting people on the phone and know that no matter what you call that conversation, they all have the potential to convert. So I think that's really important to keep in mind, really important to remember here, because anytime you build a relationship, I mean, in general, but especially in your business, it has a tendency to pay off in ways you may not even realize, right? And I think we've talked about so many times how you really cannot know how something is going to benefit your business in the long run or how something is going to turn out in your life long term. You simply need to focus on the results you want and the how is kind of left up to the universe, fate, whatever you want to call it. So, Today, I am diving into everything you need to know to manifest more sales calls with more ease so you can start landing clients on the regular. Now, the first thing I want to speak to is that I have had my future you clients tell me all of the time that they are not good at sales calls, that they dread hopping on the phone with leads. Now, I want to mention that I have said this before, but your thoughts absolutely create your experience, right? Or as Mike Dooley puts it so eloquently, thoughts become things. So if you're thinking the thought, I hate sales calls, then that will 100% become a point of resistance in your business. And you will hate hopping on the phone every single time. And let's be real. No one actually wants that, right? Of course not. So we want sales calls to feel exciting and filled with possibilities. So if the thought you've been thinking is that you're not good at sales calls, that you don't want sales calls, that you hate hopping on the phone, that you're really better over email, whatever that thought is for you, it may be time to reframe that belief. Because I want to remind you, and guys, this is really important, but we forget it all the time, that leads are a good thing. I see so many of my clients making their intake forms so freaking long, and let's be frank, somewhat excruciating for their potential clients to fill out because they only want to talk to qualified leads. Look, I am all for you getting more qualified leads. I think that's amazing, but so often people who only want qualified leads are the same people looking around wondering where all their clients are. So if this is you, it's time to get real damn honest with yourself about who you're actually aiming to talk to, who those qualified leads actually are, and if you may actually be making it too difficult to get leads or why it is that you don't actually want to talk to people in general. So if that's become a point of resistance in your business, if you have crafted those kind of stories, it's time to really get to the root of why that is. Why don't you want to talk to people? What are those thoughts that we're needing to shift if you want to get more people on the phone? I had a coach once tell me that she loved sales calls. She would take sales calls all freaking day if she could. And the way she saw it, she was offering people an opportunity. She was opening them up to what was possible in her work together. She knew that her work could be hugely transformative, which of course supported her mission and her message, but you better believe it also supported her bottom line. It was at that point when I heard her say that, when I heard her explain it to me in exactly that way, it was that point that I opened myself up to the belief that sales calls could be fun, right? And I think so often we forget this. We forget that it's fun to meet new people. It's fun to have a conversation. It's fun to help them. I mean, you guys are very clearly in business to sell and to serve. So 
it makes no sense to me why these should be a point of resistance, right? And that was really something that I had to shift in my own sales calls when I started understanding that this was kind of the gateway to more sales, right? It sounds so obvious, but I think so often we try to avoid it. We feel like it's so much easier, so much more comfortable just to tinker with the copy on our website, to send out a newsletter, to post a million times to Instagram, whatever that is for you, whatever action you're hiding behind that is safe and comfortable, that is likely because the next step, that gap between taking those actions and actually landing sales probably does feel uncomfortable for you. Probably something about the sales process isn't quite landing for you. It probably doesn't feel very good or comfortable, or there are some fears or self-doubt surrounding it, right? And I think that's really important to know because when we talk about having the right mindset to take more of the right actions in your business, that's the piece that's going to shift things for you. That's what we have to get to the root of because once we solve that, once we understand what those fears are, then we can actually work on shifting them. So when it comes to sales calls, why is it that you don't want to get on the phone with people? Why is it that they're feeling so hard? If it is because you are self-conscious about video calls, then we can start shifting your thoughts around that. If it is because you do not believe that anyone would actually want what you're offering, then we can start shifting thoughts around that. If it is because you are afraid that no one will be able to pay you the rate that you're asking for, then we can start shifting thoughts around that. But do you see how that is so much easier? It's so much easier easier to tackle and actually shift those thoughts when you know what those thoughts are. So it was at that point when my coach told me that she could take sales calls all day and that she absolutely loved them that I started thinking that one day this would feel a whole hell of a lot easier than it felt right now. So if that was possible, I began to wonder what I was missing and I can tell you exactly what I was missing. Belief. Belief is the number one thing I see holding my future you clients back from getting more people on the phone. Belief that people want to talk to you, belief that people want what you have to offer, belief that this business of yours can actually work, belief that once you get them on the phone, they're so much more likely to buy from you, belief that your ideal client can actually afford you. I could seriously go on forever with these because belief is where it's at. And it's just so important in really helping you to manifest more of the calls that you want in manifesting more clients in making more income and impact in your business. So you've been nodding along to today's episode and you know that sales calls are a major pain point for you right now, but implementing this kind of thinking in your business feels like such a stretch. I get it. I know it can be one thing to think about landing more discovery calls and a totally different thing to know what you should actually do or say on the call so you can start landing more clients with more ease. That's exactly why I created my free next step, next client coaching call. Together, we'll talk about what's holding you back the most on your sales calls and how to land that first or next client fast. Head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash next client and grab a spot for this free 30-minute laser focus session. I only do three of these each week, so grab yours before it's gone. So a few things happen with my own personal journey with sales calls, and I'm going to kind of walk you through these because I think it's really important in helping you to spot that own 
point of friction with getting people on the phone in your business, whether that be you're not even sure how to get people on the phone, you're not sure what to say once you get people on the phone, you're not sure if people will actually buy from you when you get on the phone, whatever that point is, again, just having that information, just being conscious of that makes it so much easier for you to shift it. So the first thing that happened in my own personal journey was that I chose a good starting point for my clients and built my sales calls around that. So that just means that I looked at where they were and what they needed my help with the most and what was the best next step to help them on their journey. So a few components going on there, but that just basically means that I started to think about, okay, where are my ideal people? What is the problem that they are most struggling with when they come to me and how can I meet them where they're at? So not only was the sales call quite literally a pitch, but it was also getting people on the phone and giving them an immense amount of value, even if they didn't buy from me. And I think this is really important because I think a lot of times when we think about sales calls, we're only thinking about that conversion, right? And that can be really pressure filled, right? If you're only sitting on the call wondering what the next best thing is for you to say so that this person will actually convert, of course, it's not going to be a fun conversation, right? Of course, that's going to feel a lot harder. But if you are just focused on your client, on listening intently, on really helping them with the problem that they're trying to solve and giving them an immense amount of value and showing them truly what you can do if you were to continue your work together, that is where the magic is because then it starts to feel a little more flowy. It starts to feel easier. It doesn't feel as pressure filled and it starts to be more fun. From there, I was able to position our work together as the next best step for them based on everything that we talked about on that clarity call. So that's when it becomes so much easier to pitch because you've really gotten to understand your client, you've gotten to, or your potential client, you've gotten to understand where they're currently at, what they're struggling with, what it is that they desire, what those results look like for them. And you're really listening the whole time. And I think this is so important because a lot of times I see clients getting on sales calls and they're obsessed with talking about their modules or exactly what it is that the program delivers. And look, it's important to know those things. It's important to be conscious of those things behind the scenes because yes, of course you want to be sure that you are going to be able to get the results for your clients that they want. But in the same vein, no one is hiring you for the number of modules or how much time you're spending with them on the phone or the exact worksheets that they're getting, right? It's more about the whole experience. It's more about how that all works together. So I think that when you are hopping on these sales calls, it's more about really listening to what it is that they desire, what it is that they want, and then speaking to that directly. That can be such a game changer because then it's not really about you or your product or the modules or the number of calls or the software or whatever the fuck. It is about you really helping them on their journey in understanding how working together further is going to yield the results that they're after. And that is what creates magic on sales calls. So step two, I started doing a lot of these. Seriously, 
anyone and everyone who would talk to me, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I just knew that if I kept practicing, that one day it would get easier. That simply by doing this again and again and again, it gave me a lot of room for refinement and play around those. And I could see what was landing and what wasn't. So I think a lot of times when we're thinking about landing more sales calls, if that's feeling like really scary for you right now, then it can just be a game changer to know that it does get easier with time the more of these that you do. So in the beginning, even if you feel, even if conversions feel so far away, even if you are not confident in your rates or you don't feel like you can land these, one of the best freaking gifts you can give yourself is simply to do a lot of them. And I know that sounds like terrifying at this point, but if you can remove the pressure of everything else and just know that this is simply a conversation, this is simply an opportunity for you to practice. It is simply an opportunity for you to have a conversation to explore what it would look like to work with your clients, to really explain to them how it is that you could help them. Then it becomes a lot less pressure filled, a lot less scary. And simply by doing these again and again and again, you're just going to get better at them. There's no freaking way that you can get on 20 of these things and not get better at them. <laughs> like it's just not possible, right? Of course you're gonna get better. Of course you're going to refine it as you go. Of course you're going to begin to understand what it is that your people want the most. I mean, that's the other thing that I can speak to here is these sales calls can be some of the best market research that you do. And I'm not even kidding because when you're talking to people all the freaking time about the results that they want and what they're looking to get out of your work together and what they're hoping for and what they're thoughts and dreams and aspirations are and where they're looking to take things like that is such valuable information, right? Like you could not, I mean, people do pay for that kind of information when they send surveys out and all of that kind of stuff. Like that is such great market research because simply knowing those things is going to fuel your copy and your marketing. It's going to fuel the next sales call. It's going to help you speak to those points even better. It's going to help you fine tune your offerings. There is so much value in that alone. So even if you're hopping on these calls and you're feeling like they're not really converting yet, I want you to remember that you are being compensated in other ways. You are being compensated in market research, which is going to boost your business tenfold down the line. So simply by knowing that it can remove some of the pressure of how scary these calls are feeling or how you don't feel confident yet or whatever that story is for you. Just doing more of them is going to make you so much better at them. So the third thing that I noticed was that these sales calls actually had very little to do with me or what the call I crafted was about. And realizing that was an absolute game changer for me. And how I realized this was that so many people came to the call with stories that they almost didn't book because they were afraid of being pitched. And guys, I don't bite or anything. And pitching is not really anything to be afraid of. It's nothing more than an invitation to continue our work together. So it's not nearly as scary as people built it up to be. And I also noticed that people 
had stories that they couldn't afford it or that they weren't sure how they were going to make the money work. But I can tell you that some of those people were the exact same people that paid in full. So just realizing that there were a lot of stories that people were coming to these calls with before they even got on the call. And I think that that was just such an important realization for me because the more I saw this, the more it allowed me to shift my thinking from no one wants to talk to me, which is where I was at in the very beginning, to everyone wants to talk to me. They just need to get out of their own way first. And that shift alone, and guys, this is like so freaking important. That shift alone made it so much easier for me to talk to people. It made it so much easier for me to get on calls. It made it so much easier for me to have these conversations because I realized that it actually had very little to do with me in general, right? And I think that was a lot of my fear in the beginning. It was so pressure filled because I was putting so much well, because I was putting so much pressure on myself, it just felt hard. And I made up all of these stories. Like people wouldn't think that I was the right person, that people wouldn't like me, that people wouldn't want to talk to me, that people wouldn't think they got enough value out of the call. Like whatever those stories were and whatever they are for you, that was what made it so much more difficult for me to actually want to get on these calls. And simply by realizing that it, it really didn't have much to do with me, it had to do so much more with them and their thinking and their stories and where they were at. Because you guys know, everyone always filters your stuff through their own thoughts, feelings, and experiences, right? So when I realized that it really could have, I could deliver an amazing sales call, right? And it was still going to convert or not convert based on their thoughts, feelings, emotions, all of that. It just made it so much easier, right? Because then it wasn't this intense pressure on me. It was really about what they were coming to the call with and how I could coach them through that conversion. So I think that that is so, so important. So again, that affirmation, um, this was something that I would actually write out on a daily basis as part of my morning mindset work, but it's that everyone wants to talk to me. They just need to get out of their own way first. And that was a game changer. And I wrote that again and again and again, because again, in reprogramming your subconscious repetition is so your friend there. So when I was writing that out, that was just so helpful in opening me up to manifesting more calls. So the more sales calls I had, the easier they got and the more people converted. And the same will be true for you. So I just want you to remember that, that sometimes in business, it really is a numbers game. It really is just simply getting more people on the phone, pitching them, getting more of them to convert. Because if you are so afraid of having sales calls, if you are so afraid of getting on the phone, if you are not confident there, it's going to be so much harder to one, get people on the phone, but two, to sell to them on the phone too. And that is part of what makes it feel pressure filled as well, right? Because if you're not getting a lot of them, then all of a sudden there's this immense pressure to convert the very few that you are getting. See how that works there? So simply by the nature of doing more of these, the more people are going to convert. So I promise you guys all my exact process for manifesting sales calls, and I'm going to make it super simple for you here because I really want to walk you through step-by-step so that you can understand how you can get more of these calls. 
So step one, believe that more calls equals more clients. We were just talking about that, but truly remembering that sometimes it simply is a numbers game and it may have literally nothing to do with you. You may just need more of these calls. So get more people on the phone, get more clients. That belief piece is so essential. I like cannot stress this enough. And this is why this thought work is so important because if you believe that more calls equal more clients, that will be your experience. Step two, meet your people where they're at and craft a call around that. So in the very beginning, what are your people struggling with the most? When they come to you, what kind of transformation do do you offer them? So if you are, I'll just use the example web design because it's something I'm familiar with. But if you are a web designer, when your people come to you, they probably kind of hacked together their website in the beginning, right? That might be something that they DIY, they're not really confident in, they're spending way too much time trying to toil away and fix things on it. They kind of hate their website. It's a big pain point for them. They're not feeling confident in it. They don't feel like it's doing all the things that it should be doing. They're looking at everyone else's website and they think it's so much better, right? I'm giving you like so much information here if you're a web designer. (laughs) But that's usually where people are when they want to hire a new web designer. They're looking to kind of remove that piece from their plate. They're looking for a website that feels more professional, more polished. It's going to convert better, going to lead to more sales. That's what they want. So... When you're looking to craft a call, you're probably going to craft a call around where they're at now, right? You're not going to be like the 25 steps you need to take to completely overhaul your website all on your own, right? Because that doesn't lead into your offer. And it also isn't meeting them where they're at. They're probably frustrated as hell. They probably don't want 25 more steps to redo their website. So this could be something like three simple tweaks you can make to your website today. And they'll get on the phone with you. You'll tell them the three simple tweaks that you think would help their website to get more results. And then at the end of the call, you're going to pitch them, right? On how you could actually not only make those three simple tweaks, but completely revise their website so that they had something they they felt really confident in, that they loved. That's amazing. Insert whatever you do here. But do you see how that's really meeting them where they're at and crafting a call around that? So even if you don't end up converting, they're still leaving with a massive amount of value in those three tips that you just gave them. But they're also going, probably going to feel pretty satisfied with their experience. And we all know that people buy based on emotion, right? So if they're really happy with the three tips that you gave them, and then you follow up with them later and tell them how much you enjoyed talking to them, chances are pretty good that even if they don't convert on the call, they may convert down the line, or they're simply going to tell a friend about you. They're going to tell the next person how amazing that call was and be like, you should really do that. It was so helpful for me. Therefore, spreading your services, your offers far and wide. So again, Sometimes I think that we have a really narrow-minded view of sales calls and we're viewing success that it can only show up in one way and it can only show up if it converts on this one call right now. And that's just simply not true, right? Sometimes the most amazing things that have happened for my business have been because I was willing to get on the phone with one person who then referred me to another and then another and then another, right? So sometimes it's simply enough to have people who love you and who want to tell everyone about your business, even if they don't necessarily become a paying client themselves. So step three, 
promote the hell out of your call and make it easy for people to get on the phone. And I mean this in like the truest sense, right? Like I cannot speak to this strongly enough, but if you want people to get on the phone with you, you have to tell them how they can get on the phone with you. It sounds super obvious, but I can't tell you how many of my future you clients I see sitting behind this story that people just don't want to get on the phone with them. They don't want this call that they offer. Maybe they need to change it. No, no, no. Promote it more. (laughs) Go out there and tell every single person that you can possibly find that would be your ideal client, how it is that you can help them get them on the phone. So, so, so important. Think about it, guys. If you are scrolling through Instagram and you know that you need, I'll just keep going with the website example. You know you need a new website. You're not looking for the one person who's promoting themselves the least in the deep depths of the Instagram scroll. No. You're looking for the person who is showing up. You are looking for the person that is reminding you that they are there all the freaking time. You are looking for the person that is telling you how to take that next step with them. You are looking for the person that is reminding you constantly of the results that they offer you. It is just so important. You've got to promote these things. Do not sit behind the story that your people do not want to get on the phone with you because I have done it myself. I've seen it happen to my clients and I am just not available for that anymore. Promote the hell out out of your call and then make it easy for people to get on the phone. So this is really important when it comes to things like intake forms, right? I think intake forms are great. I am all for getting qualified leads, but do not make it so freaking hard for people to get on the phone with you that they give up, right? Leads are a good thing. Get people on the phone. So that might look like having a online scheduler. I know that's what I do. Having an online scheduler, people can just book a call and then you can always follow up with your questionnaire, right? You can follow up with that set of five questions that you really need to know to make sure that they're a qualified lead. Look, if they don't fill out the questionnaire and you remind them once or twice, then yeah, you might not want to take the call. You might want to reschedule the call. But if they are a serious lead, if they actually want to hear more about working with you, they're probably going to fill out the form so that you can have an informed conversation. And you can remind them of that too, right? You can remind them that in order for us to make the best possible use of our time, I would love for you to fill out this questionnaire prior to our call. That will help you get an idea of, I know with web designers, this is like a question around, sometimes it's a question around aesthetic or the type of business they have or what kind of platform they are currently on and whether they want to stay there or even a question around budget. Um, that can be really helpful to know because if someone is coming to you looking for a website for $20 and you do websites for $2,500, then that's probably not a good fit. And then you probably wouldn't get on the call with that person, probably aren't the right fit. So I am all for getting qualified leads, but get like secure that phone call first, get people to commit to a time first and then follow up with a questionnaire and then find out if they're a qualified lead. And then if this is really becoming a thing, right? If you can get real honest with yourself and say, okay, I'm definitely not getting qualified leads on the phone, then you can put the questionnaire first, right? But I think a lot of times what's happening is that people are hiding behind the questionnaire because they're afraid of getting on the phone. They're afraid of having these calls. And what I am, what I'm saying here and what my point is, is that I really want you to open yourself up to having more of these calls, even if it means that you have to 
make the questionnaire secondary to them booking a time and a slot with you. And then you can really get an idea of how many leads you're getting in general and how many of those are qualified leads, right? And if you're keeping track of your metrics, you can start really looking at those numbers. Now, Step four, practice, practice, practice. And I said this before, so I won't go into this too deep, but really these get so much easier the more you do. The more people you talk to, the more you fine tune your sales pitch, the more you fine tune what it is that the results your people are looking for actually are, the more you talk to people, like it just all gets easier. I promise. I used to think that this was complete BS and I thought there would never be a day when I would hop on a Zoom video call and not break out in hives, but honestly, it gets so much easier. And then step five, be sure to pitch at the end. This is so freaking important. I can't tell you how many of my future you clients I've walked through this exact thing and we've really done the work around this because I think it is so easy to get wrapped up in your leader potential client's story here. And what I mean by that is they come to the call and they say, oh, I only have $20 for a website design. And you're like, oh, okay, well, like I probably shouldn't pitch them then because they only have $20. Well, guess what? No one's doing a website for $20. (laughs) So the more people they talk to, the more they're going to understand that that's just simply not even a thing. They're going to begin to understand what that that kind of service goes for. They're going to talk to more people. And if you are not pitching them, you are doing yourself a disservice because you are taking yourself out of the running before they even can, right? I can't tell you how many times we've had work quoted for the house that has come in higher than we thought it would, or just like nowhere near what I thought it would be. We had, um, we had a window. This is a good example. We had a window put in downstairs and they literally had to like cut a hole in the house because it wasn't a pre-existing window and install the window, which I guess my brain thought should be like pretty simple, but apparently isn't. We had numerous people come out and quote this job. Now, what I will tell you is that the more people we had quoted, the more it was about someone doing a good job, someone who was going to be accountable to showing up and actually doing the work, someone we could count on who was reputable, who had the right insurance, all of these other factors and not necessarily as much based on price. We had someone come in that was like wildly low. You guys are getting like a little pricing lesson in here too with this episode. But we had someone come in wildly low and we had a few other people come in in about the same range. Now, we did not go with the wildly low one because we did not think that they were actually going to do the job correctly. And this is something that you will see in your business as well. So if we go back to that website design example, even if someone quotes them a website design for $20, there's a good chance they're not going to go with that person, right? If they're not confident that they're going to be able to provide the results they wanted. So keep yourself in the running. Do not do yourself a disservice by not pitching and getting wrapped up in that person's story. So if you're on that call, you can simply talk about how you totally understand that they thought that this was going to to be an offering at a lower rate, that it might be more of an investment than they originally thought, but you would love to talk to them about why that investment will pay off in the long run, why your website design is going to convert better, why it's going to get them all of the results that they want, insert results here, 
And keep yourself in the running because chances are those people have a tendency to come back, right? Those people have a tendency to be like, well, that was the one girl who really spoke to what it was that I was looking for, who really understood my challenges right now, who really spoke to how she can help me overcome those challenges in this design. And I really do think that she's the best person for the job. Whereas if you just simply don't pitch at all, there's no opportunity there. There's no opportunity. You're basically closing the door before they even have a chance to understand what it could look like to work together. So be sure to pitch at the end. Don't get wrapped up in their story. And I think that this is just so important because you don't... Like all of the people who are getting on sales calls with you are usually qualified adults, right? They're capable of making the right decisions for their business. Only they know what that looks like, right? So if you are not pitching, you're basically not even giving them the option to decide. You're not even giving, saying like, I know that you're an adult and you can make your own decisions here. You're basically being like, okay, never mind. I just won't pitch, which is not the way to go. Always pitch on the call. And then step six, I actually didn't write this in my notes, but I think it's super important and I think it's funny that I actually hadn't written this so that you get a little bonus tip here, but in manifesting more clients in general, because we're not just trying to manifest more sales calls, we're trying to actually convert more leads and make more sales. So step six as my bonus tip here is to follow up. This is so important, guys. Viewing this sales call as only part of your sales process is so important. Just because someone didn't convert on the phone that second does not mean that they won't convert in the long run. So really open up your, I know this is like mind blowing, but open up your thinking to knowing that sometimes it takes multiple follow-ups. Actually, most of the time it takes multiple follow-ups for you to get a yes from someone because it probably just isn't as top of mind for that person as it is for you, right? If if they want a new website, they're probably not thinking about it until the next time they go in to make that change and it takes them way longer than they thought it should and they get frustrated all over again, right? But like who knows when that'll be and how often that happens. So it's your job to stay top of mind. It is your job to remember that This is a person who hopped on the call with you, so is interested in the results you provide. It's just keeping your mindset in check and knowing that sales truly can convert in the follow-ups. So stay top of mind, stay on top of that, keep track of the people that you've gotten on sales calls with and follow up with them, see where they're at. Give them little bits of value when you follow up. Really talk to them about when they're looking to make a decision. Remind them of those pain points that they mentioned on their call, how every time they go in to make a change, it takes them their entire day. Whatever that is, just remember that follow-ups can be where the magic is at in converting more sales. So it's not all about the sales call. It's The sales call is only part of the process of converting more leads and getting more paying clients. All right, I hope you found this immensely helpful in just the thinking you need to manifest more sales calls, how you can use sales calls more effectively in your business, and how you can really shift those thoughts so that you can make more of an income and impact in your business. All right, guys, have a great week. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. 
Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. So uh, knowing, okay, I think I'm just going to start that whole section over.